Boston Celtics suffer their first home loss of the season. A tough one in a great game against the Denver Nuggets. Jokic was a god. Murray was almost as good. And missed opportunities. All of those cost the Celtics here. It's a Locked On Celtics podcast bonus edition. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I've got you covered every day with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device. Bonus podcasts like this when the Celtics play on a Friday or a Saturday. This was a Friday night game at the TD Garden and the Celtics lost to the Denver Nuggets. What a shame, but an awesome game overall and nothing to be uh, ashamed of. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Make sure you're subscribed on every podcast platform. Get into the YouTube page. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think. Bonus podcast. So it might be a little bit shorter here, but let's just dive into it. I'll talk about Derek White later. I'll talk about the missed opportunities in a minute. But the overall overarching number one thing to take away from this game is that Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray were better by a mile than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Both both duos took 43 shots. Both duos took 43 shots. Jason Tatum took 24. Jalen Brown took 19. Uh, Jokic took 22. Murray took 21. It's very apples-to-apples comparison. The Celtics duo missed 28 shots. Denver's made 29. So they were... 29 of 43. Uh, Brown and Tatum were a combined 15 of 43. So right off the bat, you're just not going to win a game where Jokic is playing godlike basketball, was an assist shy of a triple-double. And Murray on top of it is having an amazing game. Uh, And Jalen Brown can't hit a shot. He was six of 19, one of nine from three. And Jason Tatum couldn't hit anything from three, nine of 24 overall, one of eight from three. Those are that right there. Just telling you those numbers. I don't even know if you'd guess that this was a two point loss that the Celtics had a chance to win, that they had a lead in with a few minutes to go. If I, if I just read those stats off to you, you'd probably think the Celtics lost this by uh you know double digits but Derek White kept them in there in the game uh other players it started off with Christoph Porzingis Derek White later on other guys on the team made up for what the Celtics stars couldn't provide Derek White 24 points 9 of 18 shooting 5 of 12 from 3 uh Porzingis 6 of 11 again 11 shots though he got to the line 8 times so it's more it's really more than 11 shots but Still, even if if all eight of those, I don't think they were all shooting fouls, but he needs he just needs the ball a little bit more. We need to find a way to get him the ball a little bit more. But 21 points for him, eight rebounds, a couple of assists. The Celtics took care of the ball. This is this is almost an impossible game to lose 
when you think about all of the things the Celtics did well, they took care of the ball. Three turnovers to Denver's 11. Boston scored 17 points off of turnovers. So they held a 15-point advantage there. Boston didn't shoot particularly great from three, 14 of 44, but Denver was 8 of 31. So Boston had, what, six more three-pointers? So that's an 18-point advantage there. They they got to the line about the same. So it was they were 10 of 13. Boston was 10 of 14. The Celtics had 12 offensive rebounds. So they had... Uh, they the Denver got uh, you know three points uh, three point advantage on second chance points, but the Celtics scored more points in the paint. There's going to be a lot of oh they took so many three pointers and there were a few three pointers in late in the game where I think there might have been a, a couple of shots where they settled, uh, a couple of stretches there where they got a bunch of offensive rebounds and they couldn't cash in and, and they ended up settling for a couple of threes. But when you take 44 three-pointers. There's going to be some amount of settling involved. So that's something that uh, I'm not too worried about. The Celtics got to the line more than the Denver. I'm sorry. They got to the rim more than the Denver Nuggets. Uh, They scored more points at the rim than the Denver Nuggets. It's impossible almost to lose a game the way the Celtics did. But Denver was 16 of 25 in the mid-range, and Boston was 4 of 12, right? The Celtics got to the restricted area 17 times, Denver only 9. Boston was 13 of 17 in the restricted area. Denver was 8 of 9. So the the all the margins, all the things that you want are things that the Celtics got. The only thing that they couldn't do is stop Jokic. Kind of flies in the face of turn him into a scorer, but he was he was both. He was a scorer, 34 points, a rebounder, 12 rebounds, and nine assists. If you're going to turn Jokic into a scorer, the whole thing is you hope that he gets like four assists, not nine. Uh, but he's he's just too damn good. He threw one pass, I think it was to Porter. I, I don't even know how it got out there. He just makes passes. He's in total control. This is like – it's funny. I was – looking up some of the things after the game and, you know, for my writing. And it's kind of funny how Jokic and Tatum are on basically an extraordinarily similar trajectory, right? Jokic came into the league. It took him a few years to kind of get his footing. There was the the battle with um, Nurkic. Remember, you, you know, people might forget that Nurkic and Jokic started on the teams together. And there was, there was at one point, kind of like uh we need to get rid of one of these guys and there was a notion like well just pick one pick one of Nurkic or Jokic and we'll keep the other one and I'm not going to say that's exactly how it went down when he got traded to Portland but I do remember specifically the the conversation of Denver needs to get rid of one kind of it's kind of a toss up at this point and it really wasn't a toss up <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Denver keeps Jokic. He starts to blossom. He wins his first MVP when he's 25 years old, his sixth year in the league. Wins a second one the next year, and then after that is last season where he wins the title. And that's it's kind of funny that Jason Tatum now is 25 and in his sixth year in the league, which is when 
Jokic wins his first MVP. Now, Tatum is not exactly in line to win an MVP right now because Jokic is playing the way he's playing and Embiid's playing the way he's playing. And you can make arguments for a couple other guys, uh, your same you know typical candidates here. But uh, still, the, the point stands. Tatum is now at a point where he is the leader of a team, a championship-level team. He is 25 years old and in his sixth season. And that's where Jokic first started to kind of feel himself and be the, the, the Jokic that we see now. So Tatum is still kind of like, this is kind of his breakout or expected breakout or next level leap. And, and this game was kind of a lesson to Tatum. Be like, hey, you know what? This is what it takes to be Jokic, to be that level, to take that step from in the MVP discussion to MVP favorite, right? In the MVP discussion means we're listing off five, six, seven guys and you're you know going through like the top guys Jokic and Bede, Giannis, and then you're going to like, well, you know, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic and those guys, that's the conversation. That's the MVP conversation. What you want to be is MVP favorite, Jokic and Bede, Giannis kind of guy. So this was a lesson of when everything was starting to, you know, look their worst for Denver, Jokic cool, calm, was never sped up, was always in control, had kind of, it just felt like he would, whatever he needed to do, whatever he wanted to do, he could do it. And he wasn't in a rush. Whereas Tatum, you look at the last two possessions, the last two shots that he took, Celtics get the rebound uh, off a missed Aaron Gordon corner three. Uh, there's 23 seconds on the clock. Tatum is bringing it up. He sees he should see two guys in front of him. He had Jokic kind of on his side, like on his hip, kind of behind him. And instead of being patient and saying, okay, we've got 23 seconds, it's at, at that point a one-point game. It's a one-point game. No need to rush. By the way, by the way, side note, that one point, you can go back to the stupid, dumb tech that Tatum got for hanging on the rim. Get rid of that dumb, stupid rule. I hate that rule. Everybody hates that rule. Tatum comes down. It has a full head of steam. Gets hit midair. Okay, fine. You want to call principle of verticality? Fine. He still gets hit midair, and his momentum still takes him through the rim, and he swings. He hangs. He pulls himself up. Okay, he pulled himself up. It gave it a little bit extra. To give him a tech on that in that moment, are you kidding me? That's total crap. The NBA needs to get that tech out of this league. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. I've never seen a fight or an argument start from someone hanging on the rim. That's a rule that fixes a problem that doesn't exist. Side note. <laughs> So the Celtics are down one instead of tied. And Tatum's bringing the ball up the floor. It's basically a one-on-four. Now, I don't know if, if it was tied, if he would have just pulled it back, but he still should have pulled it back. Instead, he goes and he, he rushes, goes one-on-four, gets kind of stripped from behind, loses control, gets control back. But at that point, he's flying forward. He's He, he puts a decent shot up off the rim, but it, it falls off. Aaron Gordon gets the rebound. 
Derek White fouls him. So he's sped up. He's playing a little too frantic. Tatum and Brown have this habit still of falling into the pace of a game, falling into the kind of frantic nature of end-of-game situations. Whereas Jokic, the thing that he did the best is stay under control, stay calm, stay patient. He's not worried about the time ticking off the clock. He's just worried about executing, doing what he does, and that's it. And he executes down the stretch and calmly leads his team to wins. The, the Celtics get a little too sped up at the end of the game. Jason Tatum admitted, I went too fast. I thought I, you know, I, I didn't give myself, I give myself uh, not enough time. I had more time than I thought on that final play. The Celtics inbound, they call a timeout after they didn't get the play that they wanted. Then they get the ball inbounded to Tatum. He kind of takes a rushed turnaround fadeaway. He had more time than he thought. But still, he, you know, wasn't under control. And that's the difference. And that's where Tatum needs to get to. It doesn't need to change a lot about his game. Just needs to play under control. Jalen Brown, play under control. You're Be calm. When everything is starting to go crazy, you are the calm in the center of the storm. No problem. You got to you got to be the guy if you're going to be in that role. You got to be the guy that steps up and's like, "Hey, be cool, my babies. I got you. Don't worry about a thing. 30 seconds left. I got you. Don't worry. Watch this." Not like, "Okay, okay, give me the ball. I got it. Here we go. What am I doing?" And they tend to do that a little too much sometimes. Not all the time. And so that's that's the difference in the game to me. The other difference in this game is the Celtics were unable to finish quarters strong. And this is a priority. This is a priority in the league. This is a priority for Joe Mazzulla. They didn't end quarters well. You have to finish these quarters and go into the next quarter with some level of momentum. You have to fit, because if you build up these leads and then the other team goes into the quarter and feels good about themselves, then that just makes everything harder. And after the third quarter was over, I wrote in my Boston Sports Journal live blog, I was like, this by by losing the the non-Jokic minutes, which they did at the top of the second and the fourth, by losing the non-Jokic minutes and not closing quarters strong, I said, that rarely goes unpunished. I kind of knew at that point this was going to be a hard game to win. And they didn't win it because of that. That's part, it's a real big reason. The Celtics had uh up five. They were up five in the first quarter with a minute four, 45 to go. They finished the first quarter up one. They're up 12 with three and a half to go in the second. They finished up six. They're up nine with 340 to go in the third. They finished up one. They're up three with 451 to go in the fourth. They lost the game by two. At some point late in these quarters, the Celtics had leads that they couldn't hold. And that is... Like, yeah, Jokic is there. Murray is there. They have something to say about this. The Denver Nuggets are the reigning champs, and for a reason. They're very good. They are a damn good basketball team. We saw why. So they have something to say about that. But the focus to end these quarters strong, to go out there and play with that little bit of something extra, with that little bit of focus, to say, okay, they scored a point, they scored a bucket, 
How do we come back? Let's just come back and score a bucket. Let's just come back and find a way to get a make. Don't get caught up in the flow. Just say, okay, that's great. We're going to come down. We got to make a shot. How do you how do you finish a quarter strong so you can carry that lead into the start of the next quarter? Put pressure on the other team. That's what the Celtics didn't do. And that's hard. You have to be able to do that. The offense gets bogged down. And there's the game. You, you can't give Jokic and Murray champions who know how to play under pressure those opportunities. The end of the first, the end of the second, the end of the third, those were chances to build up double-digit leads, right? You go up five, you go up 12, got to hold on to those because then the, the whole calculus of the game changes. Uh, I, I liked... Uh, just to go with some of the things that I liked in this game, I liked that the uh, Derek White was awesome. At one point, he got MVP chance. At one point, he finished a, a play late in the game, and Chris Porzingis came and kissed his bald head, which I appreciate. It's a nice, shiny, bald head. Something's made for kissing. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to plant one on top of the bald dome. Derek White was awesome. 24 points, 9 of 18 shooting, 5 of 12 from 3. Five assists, two steals, a block, just one turnover. The Celtics had three turnovers. Two of them were actual turnovers. One was a 24-second violation, a team turnover. So they had one turnover from Derek White and one turnover uh, from somebody else from, who was it? Drew Holiday, who did not play well for most of this game. Uh, he had a bad game, too. You got you got good game, great game from Derek White, a good game from Chris Porzingis, who carried the first quarter, bad games from Tatum and Brown, and a bad game from Drew Holiday. They didn't win, like I said before, they didn't win the non-Jokic minutes at the top of the second and the top of the fourth. That's a Tatum thing. Tatum, that that was an opportunity for Tatum to be like, I'm the man, this is my chance, watch me cook. And really, the formula for beating the Denver Nuggets is play play them even when Jokic is on the floor, roast their bench. That's how you beat the Denver Nuggets. And you, if you don't roast their bench, then you're going to have trouble with Jokic and Murray. And this is what happened. But Derek White was awesome. Uh, I thought that was good. I thought the Celtics did a nice job. I really thought at one point late in the third quarter, they went they spammed the Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis pick and roll over and over and over again. And Jokic was out there having to defend it and having to switch. He was really huffing and puffing at the end of the third quarter. And I thought this, this is where the Celtics can really, they, they got, they, they got Jokic kind of tired. This is your chance. And they couldn't finish that quarter strong. That really was where they missed the, the biggest opportunity. They went to white Porzingis pick and roll and they missed shots. They missed a bunch of three pointers and they were good looks. I would say most of these three pointers were good looks. They just couldn't get the shots to fall. And, and they Denver just converted enough on the other end where they kind of, they, they won the third quarter. That's where I thought they really blew this uh, opportunity. Porzingis, um, Really made Jokic work. I thought that was really smart. They went double big for a lot of this. I thought that was good. Um, 
early on, they, you know, before Horford checked in, they, 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 instead of bringing Horford in for Porzingis, they brought Horford in, they played him next to Porzingis. And I thought that was a good, a good move that kind of helped the Celtics defensively. But defensively, the Celtics were mostly fine. And you can chalk this up to Jokic was playing just amazing basketball. And not only that, you know, this was an under kind of reported thing before the game. And I, I completely didn't think about this. The, the uh, Golden State Warriors coach, Dejan Milosevic, uh, was Jokic's coach in Serbia. This guy was a Serbian basketball star. He coached Jokic. He convinced Jokic he was NBA material. He's the guy that got Jokic kind of into NBA shape that convinced him that the NBA could be a thing. He's as responsible as just about any coach, maybe, maybe more, for Jokic being what he is. And... His passing this week is devastating to Jokic. So he came out and he wanted to play for his former coach. And so there's a little extra motivation there. So he was playing with a little something extra in this game. And, you know, that kind of motivation is tough. The Celtics still had their opportunities, though. Even though Jokic was a god, uh, they still had their chances. So it's... It's not the it's not the worst loss in the world. I think this is a fine. This is a, you know they, they lost the Celtics. This was an awesome game. They they lost. They you can chalk it up to Tatum and Brown didn't shoot well. Holiday didn't have a good game. And if they just had a normal a normal kind of performance, it would have been fine. But they didn't. And Denver came in and did. They played great. Denver wins. Boston was never going to go perfect at home, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but still, lots of lessons to be taken from this, and you know the, the key is to build on it. So, you know, obviously, not the best. You don't want to see the team lose. Uh, you want to see this home winning streak continue, but it's over, and now you build another home winning streak. That's how you do it. Now the Celtics head out on the road. Uh, I'm here at the TD Garden in one of the side buildings. If you noticed. I'm not in some prison that gave me a TV with a graphic with the Celtics and the Nuggets logos behind me. I'm at one of the cubby holes in the TD Garden. Uh, now the Celtics head on the road, Houston, Dallas, Miami. I'll be podcasting after all of those. Then the Celtics come back for seven games at home. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll be here for all of it. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Bonus podcasts like this on the weekends when I need to do it. So uh, anybody who's here, when they start this homestand, come by section 19. I'm going to be there before all the games. Uh, I'm usually sitting in my seat. Uh, if I'm not, I'm sorry, but a lot of people came by and said hi this, uh, before this game. This was awesome. I love seeing everybody. So come do that section 19 here at the TD garden. If you're here, if you're one of my everyday listeners, I'd love it. If you share the podcast, spread the word, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the lockdown Celtics podcast here on the lockdown podcast network. It's your team every day.